Welcome to They That Hope with Father Dave and Deacon Bob, seeing humor and hope in a crazy world that is missing one amazing human being. I don't know if you saw the news. Oh, I know. And the dogs in heaven are running scared. That's right. Bob Barker has passed away. Uh, He was the longtime host of The Price is Right. Um, Is that right? It was The Price is Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I heard a beautiful... um, like not eulogy, but some comments from Wink Markendale about him. Oh, sure. Who which wouldn't? also made me realize Wink Markendale yeah, still alive. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So there's a, there's been a funny thing going around the internet because he was 99. It was like, wow, he just came under a dollar. Yeah, <laughs> you that's know, right. That was a popular thing. So. It's funny. Uh, there was this meme that Babylon B put out about the dogs running because he did that whole. Yeah, you know, he ended dogs. everything with spades. So this is a real quick story, but it was really funny. I was doing a a retreat in Cincinnati one time that was next to an uh, elderly home, retirement home. And this lady comes up to me and she goes, are you, are you doing something over at the church? And I said, yeah, I'm leading a retreat. And she goes, would you do me a favor? I said, I mean, sure. Right, of course you would. She's sure. elderly. Right, you must right, honor right. them. Would you tell them to have their dog spayed and neutered? And I said, <laughs> but not the cats. I said, yes, I will. <laughs> so I began the next talk. Remember folks, have your dogs. So Bob Barker would be proud. Good times. Yeah. Well, enough about that nonsense. Yeah. Oh, wait. There you go, Let's baby. talk about sports. I haven't right. hit that button in a while. Uh, some incredible sports news. We'll go through it quickly. Oshani, yeah. in- injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they sad. They said he's still going to hit. But it's so crazy. Yeah. He'd be fine, actually, as a hit. He's had like 40 home runs. Oh, yeah. He's one of the top So if you don't know who he is, he plays for the Angels. Um, he is a freak in a good way. An incredible pitcher and an incredible hitter. Yeah. I mean, like, just pitching alone, he'd be top tier. Just hitting alone, he'd be top tier. Doing both is insane. So uh, he hurt his elbow. Yeah, maybe with, Tommy John could uh, be. Or Jimmy John. Yeah. Uh, you know, you get a free whatever, sandwich. Whatever it is. Um, and uh, so he's just going to keep hitting the rest of the season. But he's uh, he's somebody amazing. I saw somebody from the Nationals retired. That was a big deal. I didn't notice who it was. It was a pitcher who was, was the MVP. Was finally give up? Yeah. Did he? I didn't yeah. see that. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad that I'm on top of these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm impressed. You we, obviously did your homework today. Oh, I did my homework. Yeah. Well, we missed last week. Sorry yes, about we that, everybody. Uh, again, your world stopped, but it's back and it we're is. in school season. It is. We're obviously in orientation and we had all kinds of parents. It is. I'm always amazed at the number of people who actually listen to this. Yeah, it's and exciting. they come up and they just it's mention so fun. how much Thank they appreciate it. Thank you all for coming it. up yeah. and saying hi yeah, to us. it was really great. Um, can we just spend a moment about Simone Biles? Again, I've been kind of busy last oh, I know that she was in the media a lot. Well, you know why she was in the media a lot? She took, um, you know, she took some time off. I think, let me see. I want to make sure that she took two years off uh, of gymnastics. And usually gymnastics is a young person sport. You, you're kind of done at that point. You yeah, know, you, you retire, yeah. you know. Uh, she came back and she won her eighth all-around national title at the U.S. Gymnastics Championship. She is the oldest woman to ever win the U.S. all-around crown. And she she crushed it. She absolutely crushed it. And people just can't believe it. It's like, wait, you don't take years off of gymnastics. How old is she? She's 26 years old. Good grief. Get her She's a walker. She's old. She's an old gymnast and she's still... Crushing it. Crushing it. This is remarkable. It's Who amazing. would have known? It's amazing how, uh, I don't know if it's nutrition, I don't know if it's other things, but we're just seeing athletes do things later yeah, in life true. than we ever did when we were younger. It makes me feel like maybe I should be doing more things later in my Probably life. Probably should. You buried the lead in this whole thing, though. Which was? Notre Dame. College football started, I, I, baby. That, that'd be the crescendo. Okay, okay. Very good. Um, but we can just go right there. I don't right. know if I have anything else. Oh, I do have one more thing. Because I do want to end with... Let's make um, this quick. 
Well, we got many emails, and by many, many two. one <laughs> yeah. about soccer. Lionel yeah. Messi is still... Yeah, no, he's lighting it up. So um, they're trying to give him a little bit of a break. So he played in, uh, they played the New York Red Bulls, which nobody cares about. They play in Met Stadium and, of course, sold it out. Tickets were going for $800 for a soccer game in, in New York City. And then they announced that he wasn't in the starting lineup. Oh, people because, were mad. Well, people were upset. Writing. and they were, they were trying to figure out. Now, nor, the normal Burn cost for down. a, Burn it, it was down. like 40 bucks for a ticket. And that's in New York, which means yeah. in like human language, it's like $5. Yeah, exactly. But he they, he came on in the 60th minute and, and scored. And scored. Well, he scored at least, and That's they good. won the game. And yeah, no. he is a no, I, it, phenomenal. It's, it's, it's yeah. You know what's really fun about Messi is he's having a blast. He's having fun. Yeah, exactly. Like if, he, if you listen to him and watch him, it really looks. And it looks like the people he's playing with are having fun. Everyone's too. having a great time. Now, some people don't recognize it wasn't just Messi. Uh, Beckham wisely. Beckham, who owned Inter Miami, also worked out a two, bit of a... two of his two of Messi's former teammates from Barcelona to come. And so they've they've got a good three, but it's it is fun. Now there's You said just a minute on this. I don't think it's been a minute. I think it just feels longer because <laughs> does, you're a horrible human does. being. But please okay, let's talk you about started, you did start wait, with baseball. 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 You did start, baseball, so I baseball, appreciate that. Baseball. Baseball. No, we're Oh wait, football. You're wearing a college football now. Notre Dame. Notre Dame wins I mean they should win big. They played in Ireland. They've got a tradition of playing uh, against Navy in Ireland. I think they've done. Three Is it or four always times. Navy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In and, Ireland, and it's cool. It's. I mean, that'd be fun. Yeah. Exactly. It's totally fun. One of our uh, Rob, who works with us here at the university, he and his wife went. Yeah. I mean, Nordin won big, and they should win big. But it's just fun. I love college football. Yeah. Here we go. The realignment. I mean, what's coming to this world that we have eighteen teams in the Big Ten? I mean, how do we teach kids how <laughs> we to just, math? We just do don't math? do math. Yeah. We don't. We just. It just doesn't make sense. Even the Trinity is like that. Doesn't make yeah, sense. Right. Right. Good point. Nice. Mm. Nice. I like the way you kind of weaved that in. That's what I do. Yeah. So college football started that. Makes me happy. Did the um, realignment happen this season or is it all happening next, next season, season? Yeah, next season. Okay. Falling. And it's just a train wreck. It really is. So we'll, we'll don't worry, folks. We're going to keep you up on this. That's right. Don't you, <laughs> don't you fret. So there's that going on. And then NFL starts not this Thursday, but next Thursday, right? That's the first game. I believe so. It's Have coming up. Have you followed the song? You know the song, or not the song, the movie Blindside? Have you followed that whole story? Yes, a, a little bit. It's it, really interesting. Yes. Like, it, I don't know what the truth is. I mean, right. there's all kinds of, it depends on who you read. So the storyline is basically, he's saying that he never really did maybe, get adopted. Maybe there yeah, might be yeah. some listeners that haven't even seen the movie, The Blind Side. It was a wonderful movie. Sandra Bullock won an Academy Award for it. And it's the story of a family who, well, adopted yeah, yeah, so uh, a young black man uh, who was living in poverty somewhat. And high school football player high school ends up going player, to the NFL. Goes to the NFL, makes a big deal, makes a big splash. And, and everybody has a happy ending. Apparently, or a, not. a few months ago, this, well, this, um, is, oh, she, what's his name? Michael? Or. Or. Um, he, uh, he was actually, he was always, he was a little bit upset about the movie because he, he felt the movie portrayed him like he was stupid. Right, right. And, and he was and on the, the dean's and, and list And he actually at, at didn't play very well and he always played pretty well. Yeah, right, right, right. right. So, um, but that's Hollywood for you. Well, he found out, I think at the beginning of this year that he wasn't adopted, that in fact it was like a custodial agreement. Mm -hmm. Also, he never made a dime off of this is this is the claim. He never made a penny off of the blind side, either the book or the movie rights, but the the rest of the family did. And 
Now there's so again, folks. We're going to keep you up on. We're going to keep you we up on this. We are not going to leave you in the dark. Here's the most important thing you need to know about the story. Okay, it's not Sandra Bullock's fault. Okay, I mean, I, I think I that's what we care about. Father, she didn't my know. My father really liked Sandra Bullock. Is that right? Yeah, yeah he yeah. really did. It was really funny. But really if the story her. is true, then suddenly the Blind Side is no bueno. Yeah, no like, bueno. It probably drops even below Speed Two for yeah, Sandra Bullock movies. Right. You're probably right. But still right. above Demolition Man. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's a given. Yeah. Everybody would have thought that. Yeah. Be well, citizens. Yes, indeed. Does that mean all of our sports right there? I think. Okay. All right. Do you yeah. want to talk about no. basketball or no, something? No, there's just all kinds of good things going on in the world. That's why we want to we want to get to it. on to other stuff. Okay. Is that a good thing? Yeah, where would you like to start? Well, you know what I think is really cool? So, uh, India landed on the moon? Oh, India did land on the moon. Congratulations to India. Uh, they're the fourth country to land on the moon. And, and interesting, I think Russia... Russia, China. Yeah, Russia, no, and Russia oh, crushed or crash. crashed something trying to land. Here's an interesting thing, statistic about this. Okay. Um, the Indians landed a spacecraft on the moon. Yes. With less money than they created that the movie Interstellar was had. <laughs> so the budget, the budget for the India space program is less than... The movie. I didn't. I think I saw Interstellar. That was a really weird one with time stuff and all that. Right? I thought it was kind of cool, but yes, weird is yeah, a fair. Yeah, weird yeah. is a fair statement. Yeah. I think it was going for weird. So it was like half. They spent half. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> it's just ridiculous yeah. what we spend on movies. Yeah. So, yeah. There you go. Congratulations, India. Hip, yeah. Hip. Hooray. All right. And I think we're trying to. There's a bit of a rush to do another manned expedition to the moon, which is fun. Would you? Never mind. What I what? I was going to ask if you'd want to go to space. So never mind. Why? Do you, what do you think I'd say? No. Yes. What are you going to eat? Uh, peanut butter and crackers. No, what I, it's not. what I eat already. No, you're not. Dude, space would be awesome. I've always, I, know, I always wanted to. I've been in space camp twice. I know you have. There's no way you're going to space. Because I'm not in shape. Is that what this is about? Yeah. This this whole yeah. thing's an intervention. Yeah, you're not. You're not. You're not wrong. But we're uh, younger. Yeah. 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 And didn't need to know so much math. That was actually what no, turned so me off from being an ride. astronaut. I know, I know, I know. Those guys oh, are so I smart. If, I don't know if I'd go for a ride. That'd be a little bit weird. Those guys are so smart. Yeah, they're brilliant. Yeah. They're absolutely brilliant. You know what? Next time he comes, we should have one of our, he's on our board for our advisory board. He's an astronaut. <gasps> he's been in space three times. Oh my gosh. Maybe we could get him to come in and talk uh, to He's podcast. allowed to do it. We've only had one other guest. It would be Heather, Heather, Heather Kim, Kim and, and an, astronaut. an astronaut. Right. That's kind of what we're You know what would be fun? Can we... Get Can we talk together? to somebody on... No, I want to oh. talk to somebody like that's on the space station. They've got a lot of time on their hands. All right, we'll work on it. Does anybody out there know anybody in the space station that we could talk to? That would be the question, because we'll do it. Because, I mean, first, banana, Savannah Bananas, and oh, now the space station. Right. We yeah. got an email about that, but we're actually going to push that to next week. Or next week, yeah. Right. right. So if you're listening and that's what you want... Oh, that's great. Shout-outs. I've got some shout-outs, by the way. I want to give a shout-out to Jonah the son of Scott, who's a big basketball fan. We can't say last names because you are underage, but we love you. Uh, a shout out to Therese, son of Tom. Tom, by the way, thank you. He was one of the first people to recognize that our previous episode had some technical glitches, which we fixed. Oh, yeah. That, somebody Sorry about, about that, that, everybody. Yeah, it's all good now. Um, and then a few months ago, we you mentioned how beautiful my porch was. Beautiful. But we didn't give the credit where credit was due, which of I course- I didn't do it. Is Phil, you did mention it. No, I didn't do the porch. I'm not the one who created no, it. Made it beautiful. No, it was Phil Rook. Okay, I get it. It was, mixed it up was all Phil the Rook time. who now works for us at Franciscan, and he's working on our our uh, Casey ho Hall and can I say and rink. the hockey rink and Casey Hall. Um, Phil Rook has been a rock star in the last month on this campus. He really has done amazing. Yeah, he's, he was my youth group kid, so yep. I I will take all the credit. You should. Thank you very much. 
We should. Uh, maybe we should talk about politics. Okay, real quick orientation. Are we going to talk about that later? At the last section. Okay, the last section. At the last section. Okay. Yeah, we great. thought we'd do politics and then Francisco. Politics, stuff. it's a train wreck out there, brother. Yes, it always is. Uh, you know, yeah, the, yes, uh, the, yes, the, the glaring stare of Trump is now adorning many a t shirt. Um, but there's something exciting about it. This is called They That Hope. We could go down. Well, do you want to go down a little bit? I didn't see the GOP no, debates. No, I don't. It's just, first off, we're so far, I mean, the election is still what? It's in like 2035 or something months, like that. 16 yeah. months away. Right. It's just, it's going to be such a long haul. Yeah. It's so, I remember when I was in Croatia when uh, Trump and Hillary were running. And I, I lost and ask our guide, you know, what do they think about our politics? And she just started laughing. And she goes, you Americans are so ridiculous. I said, what do you mean? She goes, you're like, you're like you wake up in the morning and, and you discover there's no Santa Claus. So you wake up and you discover there's no tooth fairy, right? So we never have good choices. This is our political <laughs> landscape all the time. Right. And you guys like have to deal with this. So it's, yeah. it's, it's just. Yeah. Maybe there was one point where we thought things were better than yeah, they were. Guess, and now it's I just, guess, it's just all out there. So let's have some hope though. Yeah. Let's have some hope. I don't know if you're familiar with this. We're about to play a clip. Uh, this is on the YouTube web channel of the National Governors Association. And they're trying to start a movement, which is wonderful. It's called Disagree Better. And um, yeah, it's a, this video is on YouTube, but we're going to just play it for you right now. to like a little promo, and then we're going to talk about it. I'm Spencer Cox, Republican governor of Utah. And I'm Jared Polis, Democratic governor of Colorado. And we're here to help save your family dinners. You know what we're talking about. You're halfway through your second helping of mashed potatoes when your MAGA uncle decides to share his thoughts on the latest election conspiracy. We all have that uncle. Or instead of passing the salt, your woke niece passes along a particularly controversial fact that she read on social media. Or maybe you're the one with the strong opinions. You know you're right. And the other side is a bunch of misguided weirdos. But there's a healthy way to deal with conflicting opinions. Actually, it's okay to disagree. It's not just okay, it's crucial. Did you just disagree with me about disagreeing? Healthy disagreement means not assuming that the other side is deluded, misinformed, or actively trying to overthrow America. A little respect and curiosity keeps resentment off the dinner table. And out of your social media feeds. Our nation was founded by people who profoundly disagreed. So next time your uncle, your niece, or anyone else brings up that one topic that just drives you nuts, take a deep breath. Be curious, ask questions. If you still disagree, that's okay, but you might find that you aren't as far apart as you think. Conflict isn't bad. It's the way we disagree that matters. Please join us in showing America the right kind of conflict. Together, we can disagree better. I just think it was amazing. Like it came up on my, um, I don't know what it came up on. Maybe it's just some feed of mine. Yeah. And, mm. and I was really blown away by the fact that you've got a Republican governor and a Democratic governor. And they're just saying like... And these two people are so different. Are I, they really? Oh my gosh. I don't know much about them, so... Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, good for them no, to I like even be in the same room. I agree. I mean, this, is, this has been something that this... Are you familiar with Arthur Brooks? Do you know Arthur Brooks? No. He's a professor. He teaches at Harvard. He's got a think tank or something like that. He's got a podcast I listened to a number of years ago called The Art of Disagreement. Hmm. And it is so good. I mean, he said the reality is, is you're, we're always going to disagree. There's always going to be people. Right. But so I, he blames social media. A lot of it is that we 
we have lacked the ability to actually engage with one another, discuss yes. one another, disagree with one another, do it with respect. His big thing is that we we begin to demonize the other. Yeah. So it's not just it's an individual who has a different opinion, but it's an individual who's bad. It's an individual who's wrong. It's an individual who wants needs to be shut down, canceled, whatever. He, right. he really doesn't talk a lot about sides. Um, but it's just, I, I thought you sent me that video maybe a couple of weeks ago, actually. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I thought it was really, really good. We have a tendency, and you talk about demonizing the other, it's really common that we'll take the most extreme example of the other and pretend like that's the norm. Sure, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So we, you know, those on a conservative end, we're going to see, and this is a social media thing, right? We're going to see the most ridiculous, crazy, woke, whatever person, and we're going to think, well, that's them, Right. On the alternative side, what are they looking at? The most crazy um, right-wing, gun-toting, kill them all, you know, like, and they're going to say, and that's them. And I think that's always the challenge in it, that first of all, we recognize that most people are in the middle, but it doesn't come up on the social media feeds. You know, we've talked about this on the show before, but our social media the algorithms are geared to double down on what we already think. We're never going to see, unless we search for it, we're never going to see like a healthy perspective of now, you know, most people are rational. So let's, let's actually hear from somebody on the other side. What are their rational arguments? What are their motivations about these things? Uh, We don't get that. We just get things in our feed that mock the other side and double down on what we believe. And I think it's something we really need to be careful of. Yeah. One of the things I've been watching is, um, and we haven't talked about this in a while, but do you know you know who Robbie George is? Catholic philosopher I don't, at Princeton. No, Robbie George is really really good. I mean, just really a good Catholic, good faithful Catholic. Yeah, he's no a, he's no astronaut though. No, yeah, we wouldn't have him on the show. Heck no. Yeah. Do you know who Cornell West is? Is he an astronaut? He is not an astronaut either. Uh, African American teacher at, Pro- at Princeton as okay. well. These two guys, in many ways, could not be more opposed to one another on the spectrum. But they actually travel together, and they talk about this very thing, is yeah. that they've got a really beautiful friendship. They disagree ideologically on so many issues. But And, and we, we talked a little bit about this, I think, when um, and uh, Justice Scalia passed away right. or uh, Ginsburg. Those were two people that, again, they radically disagreed on really, really important issues. And yet they were still able to carry each other. But I think what we miss is, and it's actually one of the things we're going to talk about this in just a couple of minutes, but about the synod that the Holy Father is, is yeah. inviting us that we've been working towards. One of the things is listening. He said we need to listen to each other without cutting each other's head off, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and that's really at the heart of, of this ability to be able to disagree, to realize that that they're not evil, that they're not demonized. Some of their thoughts in sure. some respects, could be pretty messy. Sure. Well, here's but, probably the most extreme example. Uh, about 15 years ago, I talked to a pro-life speaker who used to go to college campuses with a pro-choice advocate, and they would have a debate. And you know, I think from our perspective, it's like, what could you possibly you yeah. know, connect with? But um, it was, you know, he just said it was beautiful. He said, I, I wasn't able to do it anymore because one side or the other would show up with, you know, pitchforks. Sure. <laughs> and he sure. said, and it would be one side or the other. It wasn't just, oh, it was like sometimes. Sure, depending he, on where you were. Sometimes she right. was apologizing to him about some of the pro-choice comments. And sometimes he was apologizing to her about being called a baby murderer and yeah. other things. Yeah. Right. And they just wanted to 
have the conversation. And, and if we don't have the conversation, we can't change minds. Yeah. I mean, again, if we're just doubling down on what we believe, then we think the enemy is there to be conquered. And, and that's the only, to be mocked and to be conquered. And that's the only way to do it. Right. And, and even the way, and I think you, it's not what you meant, but it's, it's to actually listen to the person. I mean, yes, I would love people's minds to be changed, but actually I think that's one of the things that Jesus did so well is that he loved the person just for who they were. Mm-hmm. If, if my sole goal of having a conversation is just to have you change your mind, it becomes a project. It's right. not really a person. And, and I think that's what, again, what I, I get this, right? We want people to come to our side. Right? Yes. I get that. Yeah. But oftentimes we exclude the person, we don't recognize the person, we don't respect the person, we don't, all these things that we talk about, right? The dignity, the value of the human person, but we're just totally dismissive of them. Yeah, absolutely. Because of their opinions. Yeah, absolutely. And and just not, and just feeling like we have nothing to say to you if you disagree with me. It's like, yeah. no, we can, and it, know, we can disagree better. I mean, that's the that's the whole vibe of that. And it's, it's remarkable in, honestly, sometimes if I just want a good laugh, I'll go and read comments <laughs> on some social media. I mean, you can have yeah. the most positive, lovely, wonderful story, and it, everything just goes down the drain and somebody throws in a landmine about some horrible thing or some horrible comment or some comment right. about the way the person looks and then it's over. So Yeah. Well, and that does, I think, bring us to, you know, probably our biggest, one of the big tensions in the church is the synod on synodality yeah. that's coming up. And that, that can really be a mess. You know, obviously, if you followed the news, um, as what's been going on in Germany has been chaotic. You know, people have been trying to use the synod on synodality as a way to reform what they think is wrong with the right, church or right, change right. church teachings. You know, the uh, when Pope Francis did uh, his synod on youth, the faith, and vocational discernment, obviously I was paying close attention to someone who is in youth ministry, there was a there was a bit of kickback because Pope Francis kept saying we really need to listen to young people. And sadly, sometimes the response was, Why are we listening to those young people? They don't know anything. But part of the listening, if you go deeper, is you're talking about listen to the stories. Yeah. Listen to the hearts, listen to the motivations. You know, Jesus on the road to Emmaus listened to them share about their experience of his own crucifixion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And it wasn't like information exchange. It was it was an exchange of the heart. And, um, you know, it's, uh, what's, what's the phrase? That if you don't trust the diagnosis, you won't trust the prescription. Hmm. You know, when you go to a doctor, if you feel like he's not paying attention to you and he just writes something and he hands it to you, well, that still might be the right medication, but I don't, I don't know if I believe in this or right, not, right? Right, right? And it's that process of listening. I mean, Jesus is the answer. He's the way, the truth, and the life, to be sure. And of course, you know, it's, it's the dignity of human life. It's pro There's these issues that... We're not saying that we need to, to bend or change what we believe. Maybe, like depending on what that is, right, right, maybe right. there are things that we can see new perspectives of. But it's about hearing the other person's perspective, which allows me in a better way to maybe reframe my conversation, right. to maybe share in a more effective way and in a more loving way that respects this person's dignity. No, you're not an idiot for believing this. Right. You're not evil for believing this per se. But we're both fellow humans and hey, this is a better way to look at it, and now I appreciate your perspective. And one of the, I think one of the concerns that individuals have is to, let's go back to your story about the youth. Mm-hmm. It's as if we're going to listen to the voice of the youth, that that's the only voice we're going to listen to. Well, 
Nobody was saying that, right? right? But but if we're having a conversation about young people, we should probably listen to young people. Yes. Now, again, re- realizing that they're young people, right? They don't have the wisdom of right. of 50 years of, of work in the church and ministry and human condition and life and all these kinds of things. But that doesn't mean that we just disregard the fact that every one of them has a story and right. it can help us to see it differently. And they have a new perspective. Yeah, you know, right. those of us that have been doing it for decades, suddenly they can take a look at that and say, well, why don't we do it this way? And we go, oh, well, that's actually really, yeah, really not, really, not, not a bad idea. Not, we, not a bad idea. We hadn't thought about that. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's and, awesome. and that's, I think, the humility that we need. And I'll, and maybe the last thing is humility and confidence. Confidence in the truth as it's been revealed. You know, the Lord's a big boy. He can take yeah, care of himself. Yeah, truth yeah, is truth. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and just feeling like, come Holy Spirit, lead us in good conversations and help us in these areas in which we do disagree. And, you know, like... I would say the role of women in the church, for example, this always comes up as a big part of synodality. It's an important conversation, you know, with, without women, you know, in any parish, right, the church just stops. So what is the role of women in the church and how might we better empower uh, the role of women in the church? That's a great question. Now, the problem is, at least I might speak from a more conservative point or a liberal point, the knee jerk is uh, they should be ordained as priests. Right. Well, okay, so I don't agree with that. I don't think the church agrees with that. But that doesn't mean, oh, no, for, you know, that, that becomes the then argument. Then let's not talk then about it. Then let's not talk right, about right, it. And, right. that, and that's what happens. You hear one extreme and you go, well, we're not going to have that conversation. And then you miss all the other conversations that are like, well, there's still an issue there. Right. You know, there's still an issue there. Right. So what are some of the – so we decided that uh, over the next couple uh, episodes yep. we're going to take a look at some of the themes. Yes, yeah, so he has three themes that the Holy Father is going to invite us to uh, – talk about it's um communion participation and mission yeah and what do those things mean in the church so which are fairly broad so maybe we'll just each each for the next three episodes we'll talk about each one of them get a little sense of what some of the conversations have been uh, around those topics and then we'll see where and and we invite even at this moment uh for people to be praying for the Senate. There's, as, as you're aware there's a lot of <laughs> disagreement in, in how this is being handled so yeah praise Good. god we fooled people. We do it later. Yeah, yeah. They thought we were going to get out of this. No. No. Oh, oh, no. no. This is oh, what no. it's about. Here at Franciscan University. <laughs> As we've mentioned before, our nation is currently having a Eucharistic revival. So here at Franciscan University... We're focusing on the bread of life as our school theme for this new academic year. Our theme comes from John chapter 6, verse 35, where Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger, and whoever believes in me will never thirst. Every time we come to the Eucharist, we experience the power and presence of God. He is the only one who can satisfy the deepest desires of our heart. I hope you'll join Franciscan our Franciscan community in reflecting how Jesus is the bread of life. And you know, sometime this week, uh, we invite you to read John chapter 6. Pray with it and ask the Holy Spirit to allow you to see even more the truth and beauty of the Eucharist. And that is our school theme, and it was part of what we were doing, kicking off a whole new school year. Largest class ever. Nice. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah, praise yeah, God. No, there's, yeah, there's obviously a lot of excitement on, on campuses. There is the beginning of every semester. You know, the building coming along, the new residence hall, there's just a lot of, that excited people. But yep. what we want to 
continue to bring them into is, right, what is our theme this year? And what does it look like for us to be a Eucharistic people? Um, I, I shared with the families yesterday that at the heart of our campus, the heart of our life together is the Sunday Mass. Mm. You know, it, it's it's the most important thing that we're going to do all week. And and then what does that look like? It's, it's not just something that's compartmentalized that we just kind of go and do on Sunday, but the fact that we're a Eucharistic people has something to say other than just when we're gathering around the altar. But it's right. it's how we live. It's how we care for, I mean, and in some ways it goes back to where we're just talking about disagreement and recognizing value and beauty of the person. So it, it'll, it's a really rich theme. So I'm looking forward to this year. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to start teaching. Yeah. I, I, it, this is one of my favorite times of year. You know, I even, you know, I was just advising students all day Friday, oh, yeah. just meeting new freshmen. Meet moms and dads. I and did. Meeting school. moms and dads, meeting freshmen, uh, seeing folks that I went to school with that now have their kids there, um, which is a total blast. Oh, I have this. Oh, this is why I have this here. So my goal this year is to remember students' names by the end of September. Sometimes I have very large classes and I, it's kind of like by November I get everybody yeah. and then I'm, I'm messed up. But I bought myself a Polaroid camera. Nice. So first day of class, I'm going to take. I'm going to take a picture of you. This okay. is going to be a great shot. This is going to be great. It's fantastic. Um, don't shake it. By the way, that oh. is such. Look, Outcast was wrong. Okay, you do not shake a Polaroid picture. It messes it up. You need to put it face down. Okay. And let it. I, this was. A, this is a PSA for everybody. No, the more is, you know. This has been really important. The more you know. Um, but uh, there is no so stopping there, anyway, on what people learn in our podcast. It, it is, it's like it's, it's like a, it's a it's, it's a, a wealth of knowledge. It's a potpourri. It's a potpourri of, of, of intelligentsia. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so I'm gonna have take their picture. They're gonna write it down, and then I'm gonna put it in a they're little scrapbook. Their name down, their name down mm-hmm. and then I'm just gonna look at it every day. I think I'm gonna say, I'm trying to figure out how to do this. I want them to write their name and just one word to pray for, like okay. like not like. I don't want anything super personal, you know, but maybe just an increase of faith, right, you know, right, or right. just like, just like maybe a gift of the spirit. Maybe that's what I'll say. I'll put, I'll put the gifts of the spirit on the board and say, nice. if you can't think of a word, just pick one of these gifts and I'll just look at that and I'll pray for you. Great. But I'm that's really awesome. excited about that. That's cool. Yeah. I'm cool. really, really excited about it. And, and the theme of the bread of life, I think you're right. The theme of community, it really is just, um, it's, there's just a lot of excitement and enthusiasm that, that goes on in the beginning of the year. But I would even just say, um, you know, Father Dave, as you've been leading us and getting your team together and really getting a vision, it feels like feels like a bit of a launch, doesn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. hey, okay, we're not talking about what we should do. Now we're starting to do what right, we right, want right, to right, do. Right, right. And I, I think the building on campus is a great physical sign of that. Like, mm-hmm. hey, look, you know, a year ago it was dirt. Yeah. You know, then it was an outline and now, and now foundation it's, another, it's yeah. looking like it and it's it's yeah, exciting. No, it is. It, it's it's an exciting time. And you have a daughter who will be here full time now. I know I that she was taking some classes last semester, yes. but she'll be here full time. Yes. She's so in Tommy Moore. She's was, so cute. It was it's always fun seeing the parents and the you know the parents leaving and crying and, yes. and, and that's lovely. Um is this change I was talking to my mom last night and she, she was saying, you know, we just kind of sent you guys off to school. We never dropped any of you <laughs> off. It's like, yeah, we know. We, we talk we about this. Yeah, we yes, talk about yes. this. Margie, you're a great mom. Don't, don't, remember, don't let them say I don't remember less. all the parents coming. This is something that's actually kind of developed over the years. Hmm. Like 25 years ago, were all the parents coming like they are now? now no, obviously not all the parents are Not coming, all the parents, but, but I, I would say I would say some of this is a generational thing. Yeah, like, I think you it know, is. That um, one of the... 
one of the positive characteristics, and there's many of like millennials or the younger generation, is that this generation is much has a much tighter relationship with their parents than maybe a previous generation did. You know, previous yeah. generations were like, you're 18, get the heck out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and maybe even to, uh, you could go to the extreme, right? Like the helicopter parent, the parent that wants to be involved the in everything, right? But again, that would be the, let's just choose the extreme and make that the sure. norm, right? That, that is the extreme. And as I was advising, I had a couple of those, but most of the parents were sitting there and just, trying to encourage their teen to, you know, to ask the right questions. Right, and right. They, they weren't getting involved. And, you know, at the end, you know, the teenager looks at the mom and the mom's like, great job. Or like, don't forget about the math question. Yeah, 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 oh, right, yeah. right. And you you, know? you and forgot, like, where is the classroom? <laughs> so I, I do think that's a beautiful thing. And I also wonder, I mean, we don't know this any better, but if some of that isn't just a part of our community here at Franciscan. No, I, I, think, I think that's the case as well. And again, I'm not, it wasn't a judgment statement one way or the right. other. It's just something that it's, that we've noticed that it's different. Yeah. So relax, mom. We You're did. Um, we um, we had a holy hour, and I think this was one of the first times we did that, That's right? Yeah. yeah. Heather Kim spoke. Yeah, on um, Saturday night, and then just a wonderful party and celebration. Yeah. And, and yeah, again, beginning the semester with adoration, beginning the semester with Eucharist, and then just a lot of fun and laugh and dancing it was great. It even though my daughter is now going sleeping a half a mile away from her house, yeah. still emotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm still sure. really emotional because it's not just about physically leaving. It's a it's a huge moment in the life of a young person yeah. and the family yeah, yeah. when your kid goes to college. Yeah, and I'm sure. Um, yeah, it, it just hits you in a, in a certain place. It's exciting. It's nerve wracking. Um, you're worried about them. You're thrilled for them. Yeah. It really is a roller coaster of emotions. And I'm sure many of you listening, if you have parents that go off to college, especially that first time the kid goes to college, I would say having four kids, it's not like less of a thing. Yeah, like it's yeah, always yeah. still a, oh my goodness, I remember you when you were a baby. Yeah, I do, we, we do actually joke and laugh. It's, you can tell when it's the youngest child because they just kind of drive by or open up the door and push them <laughs> out, you know. All right, well, how did our how did the, our picture, I'm not going to shake it, don't worry, yeah, I'm don't not going to shake it, I'm not going to shake it. It's slowly coming. It takes a little bit of time. It takes a little time, some time. How's it look? Don't, don't, don't. It, you can't see anything. Well, it's getting there, okay? Look, we just have to be more patient. It's okay. just like well, the Lord. All right, by the episode next week, we'll be able to tell what the picture looked like. <laughs> well, why don't we pray this uh, today for uh, the person we disagree with most, Amen. that individual that we just struggle with uh, for whatever reason, Lord, that you'd help us to love the way you did, uh, the way that you've loved them and cared for them. Uh, we just pray for a spirit of listening to come upon us, Lord. Almighty God, pour out a blessing on all those who are with us today, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father Dave, and thank you, everybody who's listening. Thanks for all the shout-outs we got this weekend uh, with alumni visiting us. You can shoot us an email at hope at franciscan.edu. That's hope at franciscan.edu. God bless. I'm waiting for that picture to come. (laughs) I just want to see the picture. It's going to be great. I'm not going to shake it. It's worth the wait.